0: You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio. It's my fault. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one.
1: In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell.
0: mike mm-hmm. Amos! Yes, Joseph. Well, another week, and uh, we took a break last week. As uh, I was busy with Freedom Fest And you ended up driving for Freedom Fest Riding that uh, Eight passenger Cadillac What did you think of that thing?
1: It, it was pretty cool
0: The only problem was Nobody told me how to put it in reverse Oh yeah, you it, pushed the yeah. Well, <laughs> those ones had the little thing that you die, you had to turn
1: Well, there was a thing down here on the seat yeah. You know, yeah
0: Some of the golf carts had a button that you pushed And it would oh, put them I in reverse but yes. it, it took you back to your bus driving days, didn't it? <laughs> yeah.
1: Something like that. Something like that. Well, I didn't have a mirror, so I couldn't see what people were doing behind me.
0: (laughs) Well, that could be a blessing in disguise. Could be. So, Mike, your week been good? I mean, well, we're now, like, I hadn't seen you other than at Freedom Fest, because we didn't record last week. Everything going well? Going uh, good? As good as can be? As good as can be. It's summertime. It is uh, a smoky overhaze outside, since we are... um, Back on uh, air quality alerts from basically Canada burning to the ground, and um, every now and then you can actually smell the smoke.
1: Yeah, I did earlier today. Yes,
0: it's not all the time, but every now and then you can actually like smell that smoke. So, what else is new? Anything? Did you uh, do anything fun in the last week? <laughs> I mean, other than Freedom Fest? Well. I did host the um, um, infamous, famous and infamous walk. And how did that go? I mean, we told people about it, and I, I, you know, suggested to people that they go to the one when Robin comes back.
1: Uh, And they did. There were, other than board members, there were four people that showed up, so. Um, But it was rainy. Oh, yeah. It was a real threat of rain that night, and and that's what I attribute the uh, lack of attendance to.
0: Yeah, it wasn't you. It was the rain. That's what it was, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's what I'm going with. Okay. It, it wasn't because I told people not to come. Well, coming up this Friday is Craft Night with Lindsay Kelly at Cardington Cafe. And that is at the Light in Cardington. And that's going to start at 6 p.m. there at the Cardington Cafe right across the street from the... Uh, I almost say the brewery. The Bunkers Mill Winery. And, and I want to
1: tell you about Cardington Cafe. I stopped down there the night before the... Um, for the cardington festival yeah and i went in there to eat and i had the piggly wiggly do tell which is a roast uh roasted um barbecued pulled pork and they put coleslaw
0: on it ew and it was delicious i don't do coleslaw so they
1: got other dishes as well down there but but uh good food good people
0: and that's not uncommon i guess to put coleslaw on pulled pork I'd never heard of that
1: before, so it was a first for me, but it was delicious.
0: In some of my smoking books that I have for, um, like, to smoke meats and things, it's not uncommon, and I cannot do, I have tried all different kinds of coleslaw. I'm not a, I'm not a fan, mm. but I'll eat fried cabbage. I'll eat fried cabbage all day long. You're weird. My family won't like it, but I'll eat <laughs> I'll eat the cabbage all day long. I like it, um, especially the way Memo used to make it. Mm. Delicious but uh so it was good did you try any drinks down there or anything while you were there oh uh, i think i had a pepsi or oh. no i had
1: iced tea I had unsweet iced tea that's what i had
0: uh, oh an unsweetened it was iced very tea good, yes no nice. sugar did you go down to uh to suzy q's and get any uh dessert afterwards i didn't but it's it's also i've eaten there before they have delicious food as well they're i like their burgers their burgers are pretty good I still need to go to that. What is it 1836 or yes, 1836. I need to go there sometime. We haven't gone there, before, uh, gone there yet, but uh, they've celebrated their one year, I guess. Yes, so I need to get down there. Coming up this weekend. are you ready for this, Mike? July 1st and second already is the summer thrift at our friends, the Groovy Plants Ranch. And uh, they're going to have that thrift store as well as all of the plants that you've come to adore. And that starts on Saturday the 1st and runs through the 2nd. While you're turning down that road, be careful. There's a lot of people walking. There are deputies directing traffic down there. Uh, take your time. Do not rush through that, that area because uh, you could kill someone. Then the July 4th. Celebration is actually taking place on July 3rd at the Mara County Fairgrounds with the Midsummer Pools, uh, excuse me, I believe that's the OSTPA, and let's see, yep, I was right, OSTPA, and the tractor pools are going to be bigger and better than ever, and that means that on a clear night on July 3rd in Iberia, you're going to be able to hear full (laughs) pull um, if you were able to hear Brett Michaels and many more last weekend this coming weekend you're gonna hear full pull all over the county um, admission is ten dollars a person six ages six and under are free pit admission is ten dollars and that does not have any age restrictions and gates open at five pm and the pools start at 7 pm there will, there will be two there will be i'm sorry This will be the first of two qualifying pools to be eligible for the extra $1,000 award. The second qualifying pool will be Saturday, September 2nd at the Morrow County Fair. And it looks like this is going to be a pretty big pool. And they want to thank the uh, Beheller family. I think it's B-E-H-E-L-E-R family for the $35,000 sponsorship. And they said this event would not be possible without them. They're also going to have a gun raffle, and winners will be selected on July 3rd. You do not need to be present to win, but your tickets can be purchased at the Senior Fair Board office or a Senior Fair Board member, or you can go online to ohio county independent agricultural hyphen s square s dot square dot site to purchase online uh there will not be fireworks on that night the third but they will be on the second of july and they'll start approximately 9 45 somewhere in that time period um if you need more information on the pools visit org. mr mike what do you have
1: I had a couple things here, but I lost them.
0: Hold All right. <laughs> Old Fashioned Fun Day is coming up. It's, uh, and the Independence Parade at the Cardington Legion Park on Saturday, July 8th at 1 p.m. And also that evening will be the fireworks in Cardington, I believe. And that's going to be a good time. Mount Gilead Annual Car Show is going to happen on July 14th at 5 p.m. And the event uh, sponsors there are going to be the Mara County Chamber. And it appears that that is going to happen at... I'm looking for the location. It's presented by the Friends of the Village. And it looks like it's going to be yep right here on South Main Street. So it's going to basically close down from the fitness center all the way down to La Cabanita, that section of road there. There will be all kinds of stuff. A cornhole tournament. There will be... uh, the car show looks like there's going to be food and beverages. There'll be a beer garden, and that'll be hosted by the Mount Gade Fire Department and the End Zone. Um, yeah, so that's going to be a good time. Lots of fun stuff coming up. As uh, Honestly, we're, we're getting close to wrapping up summer, even though the first day of summer was not too long ago. like It's going quick, and it's been cold, colder than usual. I bought a pool. Maybe that's why. <laughs> the kids got a pool, and now it's it's too cold. Uh, Community Days are going to also be on the 14th at 5 p.m. at Mount Gilead, and the local band, Steamtown Road, will be uh, rocking the street, playing on the small stage there. And it looks like they're going to be playing for uh, a three-hour set on and off. And then we have Goodman Family Farms doing the mid Summer market on July thirtieth at eleven a.m. and you'll be able to purchase uh, a lot of their goods from the farm there. Okay, now are you ready, Mike? I got a couple things. Yeah, um, you go. The
1: uh,
0: Morrow County Farm
1: Bureau will be having their annual meeting Thursday, July thirteenth, and you can call ahead and get your tickets ordered. Or the internet's slow here. <laughs> It's going to be held at the uh, Gilead Friends Church. That would be the, uh, the church out towards Carnington there. Um, for reservations, you can call 419-747-7488. And I found this on uh, What's Happening in Morrow County on Facebook if you want more information. And also, the Mount Gilead Pool is finally so open.
0: Oh yeah, the pool. Yeah. I heard some uh good feedback about that and uh people are liking liking the new concrete and the uh new sides to the pool and the fact that it actually has a bottom.
1: Um the the pool hours are <laughs> Monday through Saturday 12 p.m. to 8 p.m., Sunday 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. Daily admission for adults is $5. Um that's 18 and older. Youth, 3 to 17 years, $4. Infants, up to 3, free. And Fridays are free. Or you can get a a season pass. So you can get uh, pool parties there. You can set up a pool party. You can get swim lessons. Uh, You can learn water aerobics. A lot of good things happening at the Mount Gilead Pool. And let's see. July's Cookbook Club... Is Saturday, July 1st, Mount Gilead Library. Free, open for everybody. They ask that you email that you will be attending. Uh, Join us for our July Cookbook Club, July 1st, 2023, at 12 p.m. We will meet on the third floor of the library, and our theme will be Red, White, and Chew, RSVP, and send your recipes to erica at mglibrary.org. And I'm seeing here that the
0: Capitol Theater has some uh, free movies going on. We do. We do. This week um, is Sing 2. And the funny thing is, is we're a little nervous about this. So two years in a row now, we've had to cancel this movie. And this is the third time we've tried to put this movie up on the screen. Um, We had projector issues the last two years uh, trying to get this up. So hopefully everything goes well. And um, yeah, Mike... Coming up this weekend, though, at the Capitol Theater, it's um, a guy named Harrison Ford, Mm -hmm. who is 80. (laughs) And uh, he's taken his last last stroll in this movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And that movie opens on Friday at 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., repeats on saturday at 5 p.m and 8 p.m and on sunday at 2 p.m and 5 p.m and i just want to call out that it is cheaper for you to go to the movie theater than it is to go to the mount Gilead pool based off of what information you just gave for tickets at least so uh, I had to you know i had to throw that in there
1: Oh, most certainly. Well, what about the uh, the free movies that the Mount Gallery Public Library is sponsoring?
0: Well, so I talked a little bit about that, but I cannot find the list. So that's okay, why well, I, I have it in front further. of me. Oh good. Yeah, you yeah, talk here we about go. it.
1: Uh, July sixth will be Inside Out. Uh, July thir- uh thir- Prince small, July thirteenth, the Lego
0: movie. Do we have to build that movie or no, but by the time you walk out you'll be going, Everything is awesome. Okay, July
1: 20th, one of my favorite all-time movies, Free Willy. And That's a classic. July 27th, Teenage Mutant, Ner- Ninja- <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. And those shows are at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. on Thursday. So those are free to give the kids something to do during the summer.
0: Yeah, and they're very well attended. We've had about 100, 100 to 105 people at every showing. So far, um, which is huge, considering we only have 180 seats, uh, it makes it very busy. Um, but it's something we teamed up with the library to do. Ben and Carol uh, were doing it before us, and we decided we wanted to keep that going. Um, and the library is, is they're great to work with. And if that means we get to keep people busy and give them an opportunity, um, I know our babysitter brings the, the kids on the bus. They call MT, MCAT, MCAT. It used to be MCTC, wasn't it? Before now it's MCAT. So they she calls and they ride the bus to the movie theater, and then she calls and they come and get her, and it's kind of cool for the kids because they don't get to ride the bus anywhere. And um, we still have all the good concessions. Just the only difference is the movie's free. So I hope if you have feedback about the movies that we played this year, if you liked it, talk to me. If you didn't, talk to Jamie. Um, I picked all the movies, unfortunately, uh, for this year, and I tried to throw back some newbies and then some classics, so Free Willy, and then one of my personal favorites growing up was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, That was one of my favorites. And uh, we're still toying with the option of doing like a uh, musical Monday or something in the, in the uh, winter months just to keep things going. So,
1: And something's coming up with the, Mar-
0: with the Amaro Little Theater as well, right? Yes, Jungle Book Kids coming up, and it'll be here before you know it. It'll be directed by Emily Levings, and I am trying to find my calendar here, but wanted to let everybody know that we literally are approaching that show. Uh, The show is opening on Friday, July 21st at 7 p.m., the 22nd at 7 p.m., and the 23rd at 2.30 p.m. Now, what's interesting about that, Mike, is the show is kind of short because it's a kid's version. And it's for kids 7 to 17. They've been rehearsing. I was at their rehearsal last night. Not too bad already, and uh, I think it's going to be a good show for them. One thing that we decided to do, excuse me, is we're going to have a carnival where the kids are going to get to have some popcorn, they're going to do face painting, and they'll be able to make a jungle mask. So uh, we're going to get some things, and they'll have a little craft that they'll be able to do prior to the show. We've got lots of kids in this show and a lot of new faces. Which is important for us. We also talked about our newest show, Trap, um, which will be coming up soon with auditions, and we'll share that information out at www.marlittletheater.org. But that is basically where something goes tragically wrong during a production at a high school, and everybody, I think, they, everybody passes out in the audience, and with the audience that there is there to view. Um, the show uh, in real life, not just in, the, in the, uh, the play. It's a live action and it's very interactive. And that, so that'll be fun. And we're looking at trying to make that a dinner theater. We got to find a location, but we're looking to make that a dinner theater. And then before that show takes the stage in the end of September, we'll be holding auditions for It's a Wonderful Life. And I'm directing that one, and Aaron Kelty is my assistant director for that. And it's going to be it's going to be fun, Mike. It's going to be fun. That was the first show that I ever did, and I did that um, in 2002 no, 2003, at Mount Gilead. So And this is the first time that you've been able to get the rights to it. Because they've been tied up in a lawsuit due to somebody not submitting a form on time. The copyright ran out. So, but that's all I have. Do you have anything else, Mike? That's
1: all I have, I do believe. Now, I know that uh, Robin Brucker will be here speaking about some uh, uh, Myra County His, uh, Historical Society things, but I do want to say today's the 28th. Well, Thursday the 29th, there will be another famous and infamous walk. It starts at 7 p.m. Uh, you're asked to arrive 15 minutes early, and there is a suggested donation of $5. And uh, I'm sure Rob will talk more about that, but I want to make sure that the, the message is out there. That's uh, Thursday night this week, the
0: 29th, famous and infamous walk. And uh, I just want to call out, normally we don't do things like this, but I want to call out somebody that I had um, an opportunity to go and visit their shop not too long ago. And that is going to be Hoffman Office Center. We, Because they're on that side street, I can't remember what that side street Center. is. Center Street, yes. Um, you don't see them. Uh, you don't see Tim in his, in his office there. But they have all kinds of stuff in there, and he literally is a one-man operation. And he does um, notary public work. He can make you copies. I've had stuff that I've emailed to him and told him, hey, I need this many copies, and can you collate it for me, blah, blah, blah. He does faxing, scans, prints, uh, printer ink. He's, you can buy their printer ink there, general office supplies, and even furniture. So if you need anything, send him an email at tlm at hoffmanofficecenter.com or call 419-946-6866. And it's, um, he's got a lot of stuff in there, and if he can't get it for you while you're in the store, he can definitely order it to get it to you. And again, that helps uh keep business local, which we need to do. So with that being said, Mike, is it time to flash back?
1: I think it is. I'm gonna get myself uh strapped in here and hold on really tight All right. as we go back. <laughs>
0: Flashback is brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. Now open every Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Stop in and learn about Morrow County's past. All right, now that we have landed, you may disembark. And where and what are we talking about, Mycamus?
1: Okay, we started uh, about three weeks ago talking about the Kelly Foundry and Machine Works that was in Mount Gilead. And uh, that was started in the uh, late 1800s. And we are up to the Great Depression. So I'm going to, again, my friend um, Stan Seip has put all this information together. Thank you, Stan. So I'm just going to start reading where I left off a couple weeks ago. A nine-day bank holiday was imposed in March of 1933 to prevent financial institutions from failing. All four banks in Morrow County were affected, creating major impacts on all local businesses. Because of the bank holiday, Kelly was forced to close his plant for two weeks although plenty of work stood in the factory and no new orders were canceled. The holiday made it impossible to carry on business. This was during the Depression in 1933. When interviewed about the situation, James H. Kelly expressed his confidence in the local banking institutions. His stated belief was that things would work themselves out. The banking situation did work itself out, and by the end of March, His plant was back at work. Coal saws that Kelly's men built found their way into mines in five states. But after a couple of years, the Joy Brothers Coal Saw Company was sold to a New Hampshire manufacturer, and production of the coal saw was removed from the plant in Mount Gilead. (coughs) So apparently they were making these uh, coal saws for this Joy Brothers Coal Company,
0: and it's C O A L, not C O L E. Correct, coleslaw. Yes, coal saw.
1: Factory work was dangerous. <laughs> Mike's
0: smiling right now because he's no, he knows he's gonna he's gonna say it because I said it.
1: Factory work was dangerous in the early part of the twentieth century. The machinery was hot, greasy, and had few, if any, safeguards against moving parts. Factory floors were oily, leading to slips and falls. Poorly constructed buildings, poorly constructed buildings, I'm changing the page here, folks, were drafty, meaning that workers froze in the winter and boiled in the summer. Between 1930 to 1932, the ca- the county's half-dozen factories reported 300 industrial accidents in the Ohio Industrial Commission. There were five fatalities. One day in the same period, a worker at the Kelly factory attempted to place a belt on the revolving flywheel of a stationary engine. His arm became caught between the flywheel and the new belt. The result was a compound fracture of his humerus and torn ligaments in his shoulder. In 1935, Kelly's plant was down to 15 employees when he was contracted by a Marion company to build a gasoline-powered rotary soil tiller marketed towards gardeners and truck farmers. Kelly doubled his workforce to meet a quota of 25 rototillers Per month. That's pretty exciting, all that happening right here in Mount Gilead. However, sales of the King Rototiller were poor and production was later suspended. Finally, James H. Kelly decided to pull the plug on his foundry and machine works in 1939 after 38 years. It wasn't, however, the end of Kelly's career as a machinist. With America's entry into World War II, HPM was awarded several defense contracts. The company hired both men and women as machinists to replace those workers who had joined the military. Suddenly, HPM found itself in need of someone to instruct these new hires in the basics of machining. They didn't have to look far to find their man. HPM hired 72-year-old James H. Kelly as his instructor for their machinist training program. Throughout his twilight years, Kelly often referred to his experience working for HPM during the war years as most rewarding. He was able to participate in helping to develop young and enthusiastic machinists to carry on the trade he had practiced all his life. Two years after the war ended, Kelly wasn't ready to retire, so he became the Morrow County dealer for the Fuller Brush Company, a job he held for several years. James H. Kelly died at the age of 86, on May 15, 1955, at the home of his daughter in Cardington. He had been a widower since 1942 when Anna died. His son, a Washington bureaucrat for 20 years, died two years later in 1957. So I think we're going to stop there with the Foundry. What an impact.
0: What an impact.
1: But look at all the... uh, he, He made things for all these other companies. I mean, that's just amazing what they did there.
0: Just the impact, though, I mean, it sounds like to me it was at least nationwide, if not worldwide, some of the impact that, you know, and we found that in a couple of the stories here, Mike, that we've shared over the last 105 episodes, is that Morrow County has sometimes had a worldwide impact from the phone that sat on the president's desk that rang directly to the Kremlin being built in the building next door... Mm -hmm to Johnny Appleseed, to, you know, the Kelly Foundry, to, I'm trying to think, what else? Uh, the Human Fly, who scaled the Capitol Theater building. Um, just It's just kind of amazing to think about some of the stuff that's come from right here in Morrow County. Yes, it is. So, wanted to share some of the things that happened on this day in history. On June 8th, the bald eagle was removed from the threat, uh, list of threatened species On in uh, 2007. We also had... Sorry, I'm itching my eye here. Makes it hard to read. In 1953, workers assembled the first Corvette in Flint, Michigan. And if you've never been to the Corvette um, Museum in... Kentucky. It's in Kentucky. What is the name of... It's Green... What is it? I can't think of it. Bowling Green. It's in Bowling, yeah, Bowling Green, Green, Kentucky. Yep. Yeah, Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's actually really cool. I think they had a um, sinkhole open up and swallow some of them a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. In 1914, what some believe actually might have been the start of World War I, Austria's Archduke Ferdinand was assassinated. And there's some conversation around that, and I've read a, a few articles where that conversation, they think, really kicked off the the real uh, world war because of that. And then uh, I do remember a little bit about this. In 1997, there's a song WNCI put together. I was boxing with Evander, going at my own pace, looking like a bulldog with my scrunched-up face, when suddenly... To my surprise, his ear was near, and it was clear that it was time for lunch, so I bit his ear. <laughs> Mike Tyson bites the ear. And on this day in 1997, 1992, two big earthquakes rocked California. In 1836, former president James Madison dies. In 2006, Daimler-Chrysler announces Smart's arrival in the United States. And it uh let's see here. We um, in nineteen seventy-two Nixon announces draftees will not go to Vietnam. And I think that's all I that's all we have for that. So anything else there, Mike and Miss, before we go back to the uh, the present?
1: Oh uh, well, I'm ready to go. <laughs>
0: All right, you got your footing? You ready?
1: Are we ready to
0: talk to Robin? We're ready to talk to Robin if you got your footing and you're ready over there. I got my... Oh, I got my, oh good. Yes, yes. <laughs> all right, so welcome back, Robin Brucker.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: And we're going to call you Robin Brucker and not Robin Breckner or...
2: <laughs> Brickner. Brickner. Buckner.
0: Yeah, all the other names that we call Jamie. <laughs> Thank so, you. So Robin Brucker here to talk about... What are we going to talk about?
2: We're going to talk about some of the activities that have been here going on at the history center, and some of the things that we're getting ready to change over to our the second half of our season. Uh, Sunday, unfortunately, um, Freedom Fest canceled, but maybe that was a help for us. uh, Despite the weather threatening and all of that, we did have some wind, but we survived that. We had. We figured over seventy people stopped by for ice cream and a tour of the cross house, and that was really really exciting.
0: I could have used some ice cream because oh, it I was, was good. Yeah, it was getting yeah. hot.
2: It was it was definitely good. So just to kind of update you on some of the things that have been happening here, um, we have a one hundred seventy fifth anniversary of the founding of Morrow County, and that exhibit is going to continue. We now have three quilts that are hung in our art, Hall of Art and um, displaying some of the history of Morrow County on those and just to kind of zhuzh up the museum a little bit so we have something different. To show everybody uh the i do which was some wedding photos and memorabilia we had a great anniversary party with the cake the mints the punch it the was, cake was good i did cake get it was piece really of the, good yeah. yeah we sent that over to the theater um and the kids loved it too they did but um so it was that was kind of fun it was different for our, our society to handle and to do and it brought people in to see the museum we had Wedding dress from Bill and, uh, well, both his suit. That's what's rare, just to get a wedding suit. But we had Marge and Bill Wood's wedding attire from when they were married. So that was kind of fun. And, of course, the history of photography from the pinhole camera all the way up to an iPhone. So that was neat. And even talking about some of the different photographers in the Morrow County area, you had some examples of their work. So that was neat. So we packed that all away. <clears throat> to me, and now we're getting ready for the second half of our season. So we have uh, men's tools, and some of them, as Patty, our curator, and I were pulling them out, it was kind of like, what the heck is this? So we're going to be asking our visitors to kind of guess what some of these items are because we're not quite sure what they could be used for. We're also um, going to be talking about... Um, decking the halls. We're going to celebrate Christmas in July, and we're going to deck the lobby out in Christmas attire. And the cool thing is we have a special guest coming July 23rd. We called up to the North Pole, said, Santa, we know it's your time to break and rest, and, and but the kids of Marrow County would love to see you. Could you come down for some cookies? And so he's coming down July 23rd, and he's going to have cookies with Santa. We're going to have cookies with Santa. And we're going to stay open an extra hour. Normally we're only open from two to four, but we're going to stay open till two to five. So the kids that were in jungle book kids can come and see Santa as well. And nice. give them the opportunity. And we'll have a little something special for each child who comes. So if they already have started their Christmas list, they can pass that on to Santa and and hopefully he can get started. And make sure their toys are getting made. Um, we're going to do kitchen gadgets. That's going to replace the um, the decking the halls exhibit. And then in November we're doing angels. We have heard on high, and it's a collection of angels by uh, Sharon Kincaid. And then she's going to do a angel talk December third. So that'll be our last official day that the museum will be open. And then will be closed and of course we can't forget the walks that's kind of become the highlight of the summer um, with the famous and the infamous I can tell you that there's some ice cream involved there's uh, rock and roller involved and as you kind of already hinted people climbing buildings so oh that one's in there yeah that's, Oop, yep. i didn't mean to share that's that all sorry right. that's all right but that's okay um it's going to be fun and again we ask that you be here about 15 minutes before the walk because when it's seven o'clock i'm out the door ready to go
0: for anybody who doesn't know robin robin was a teacher in high school uh and taught art and i will tell you when robin says it's time to start she starts whether you are ready or not, Robin starts. I'm, I'm just saying. She says to be there, and you're not. She's moving on without you.
2: That's right. You'll be running to catch up with us. Um, and it's and there's for those of you who have trouble with any long-distance walking, it's about four blocks, but we've located that there are benches all along the walk. So it's really been helpful. And I saw that Joe's Hardware put out a new bench, and that's right next to one of our stops. So there's always a place to sit. If somebody needs to do that. And we've had people bring five-gallon buckets with them.
0: To sit on. To sit yeah.
2: on. Because they're light, easy to carry, and they just flip them over and, and sit on them. So that makes it kind of fun. Now, we are already planning for 2024. I know that sounds weird when you just said, where's the summer going? And we're already talking about 2024. Two things I want our listeners to, to think about. If you're a third-grade teacher, you need to teach local history. And we are encouraging teachers all throughout the county and even homeschooled parents who are, um, have children about that age. Local history is one of the requirements. And we would love, love, love to be able to invite you into our building, even if when we're closed and it's the off season, to come in and tour our building and see the history. One of the few museums that everything is almost 100% Morrow County.
0: So, how would somebody set up a special tour of the, the museum, whether it be um, in-season or when you're in your off-season from December to April?
2: So, the best thing to do is look on Facebook. Um, we have listed there our contact number, our Facebook page, our um, email address, and the person to um, arrange those is with Phyllis Miller, um, her husband, um, is one of the founders of the Historical Society. And so she she loves meeting with the students. Um, we have several interactive displays for kids to enjoy. So we are encouraging kids of all ages. We had a father and son playing checkers in our mercantile area last week. It was just so fun to watch them interacting. And we have a school bell from Fulton School at uh, Fire Bell, and we encourage you to ring it.
0: If you would like to email the Morrow County Historical Society, you can email them at Morrow, C-O-H-S, at gmail.com, or you can find them on Facebook at Morrow County Historical Society, Morrow County, Ohio. And I see here that there is a an event on July 10th, and it's called Sip and Pour. Can you talk to us about
2: that? Yes. We are going to be sipping uh, punch or water, Um and we're going to be pouring, it's a, some people call it unicorn spit, there's a medium that thins out the acrylic paint, and we're going to actually pour onto ceramic tiles and make four coasters, and we'll be doing them into a pan, so all you have to do is just take the whole pan home with you and let them dry, but we're going to do some really decorative coasters. There do we, we do require a reservation, and that we ask that you call and leave a message either with Patty or myself. And those phone numbers for Patty is 419-560-3640. And, again, you can find that on the, our um, Facebook page. And, or to myself, Robin, 419-768-1238. Just leave us a message. Let us know. Pay when you come at the door. And it should be an evening of fun. And Bethany Barton is going to be our instructor that night.
0: Nice. Yeah. And then uh, one of the nights that I'm really interested in, and I doubt that I'll be able to make it there, but the history talk with Kevin Evans talking about Dr. Tucker.
2: Dr. Tucker. You know, a lot of people all hear about President Harding this, President Harding that. Harding was only in the county for two years, and he was a toddler at the time. But Tucker has really put forth a lot of uh, financial help with the church and with buildings, and so we're going to kind of look at him as a um, one philanthropist. Kind of, yes, a yeah. philanthropist for the county. Now, what's really cool is after we're done with famous and infamous walks at the end of July, we're also going to start architectural walks, and the Tucker buildings will be on that walk. So we'll be giving a lot more information. And those
0: Tucker buildings are down across from La Cabanita, formerly. Is, it, is that one Craven's?
2: It used to be Snyder Funeral Home.
0: Snyder. This yeah. one was Snyder Craven, right? That, yeah, okay. north is Snyder. And I'm pointing for those of you that can see that. <laughs> um, and then across the street where all of the, uh, I don't even know, what do you call those? Com- the, it's a complex, they're, but.
2: They're townhouses. That's it. But they're referred to as the Tucker Flats.
0: Yeah. So um, drive by, take a look at those, but most importantly, come back for those architectural walks as Robin and her team will guide you through some of the most uh, uh, impressive things about that era, and that and that area of Mount Gilead that would have been uh, across the street from the American Hotel.
2: That's right, caddy corner to it, and and Joe's Hardware is also part of the Tucker Project building. Said he did um, and the and
0: old Two K Club, right? Two K Club, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah we're going to talk a little bit about that as well, and then for all of you who. Are Loved last year's Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem. We're bringing it back, 2.0 with news stories, another murder. Didn't know if we were going to find one, but we found another murder, and so it's going to be a fun time. This year we tried doing a Tuesday or Thursday to help people with their planning of vacations and things like that um, or meetings or whatever, so um, that's it. One last thing I want to add, we are looking at possibly – holding meetings here like if your group organization has programs we would love to be a program one night you could have your meeting here in the building and then tour the museum so we're just offering that out to clubs and organizations just trying to get out there and be a more part of the community so thank you
0: well thanks for uh coming and being a part of the show and sharing all of the fun stuff you guys are doing because, honestly, um, I think you guys are doing more than what people realize. And um, so, you know, thanks for keeping history alive in Morrow County.
2: You're welcome. It's been fun. Thank you for having me here tonight.
0: All right, Mike, hey, I wanted to share. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but your electric bill's going up. It already has. Yeah, (laughs) quite a bit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We noticed this month at the movie theater, and I noticed at home. And part of that is because of, well, everything's going up. But there were some new clean energy guidelines that went into place, and it has driven that up. So just in case you haven't seen that yet, take a moment and smile when you take a look at your electrical bill and how much that's going to cost? If you have any questions, you can visit First Energy slash Ohio Edison, or you can go to Consolidated Electric, or you can go to the Public Utilities Commission of Ohio and find out more information. But you're, I think, somewhere I saw, and I and don't quote me on this, but it was like a thirty nine percent increase in some some of those folks. Um, and I heat with all electric and cool with all electric, and my water is heated with electric. And so I'm going to be looking for a separate source there. And then one of the things that I wanted to share with you, because it is important for everyone to know, because on August the 8th of 2023, we are going to vote on a constitutional amendment to the Ohio Constitution. And this is going to basically take... Currently, there are only eight states in the United States that allow for a simple 50% plus one majority to change the constitution of the state. And Ohio is one of those, and there is it is on the ballot in August that will take it to a 60% uh, mega majority or however you want to call it, but basically takes it to a 60% before you can change the constitution whether you like it or not um it's on the ballot it does need to vote if you vote yes you are an affirmative that yes you would like it to change and that you think that 60 percent of the folks need to agree to uh, change the constitution if you vote no then the um Do you think that it's okay for the 50% plus one to change the constitution? Now, with that being said, I also feel that I need to let you know that it does require three quarters of the states in the United States to change the federal constitution. Um, So it's easier to change the state constitution in Ohio than it is to change the actual American constitution. Uh, Again, that is August the 8th. There were some changes to the Mount Gilead voting uh, stations. So please make sure that you are registered. You should have already gotten your card for those changes uh, for your voting location. If you are not registered, get registered. It is not too late. You have until, I think, the 7th of July to get registered, but you can still vote, but you will be... I can't remember what they call those ballots. What do they call those ballots? Absentee. It, absentee. Not absentee, or absentee. It, it's... uh, oh, You still get to cast your ballot, and they have to validate everything before they can count your vote. I can't remember what that's called. Anyway... Um, You still have your opportunity. And, Mike, did you know that our attorney general came to Freedom Fest on Friday night?
1: Oh, I heard he was there, yes. And he
0: played his guitar, and he sang on stage. Uh, One of the things I wasn't allowed to share until um, closer to the event because of his security needs, Um, but wanted to share that. That's one of those cool things. Uh, But don't forget, you do need to be a registered voter in the state of Ohio and 30 days um, or more, and if you by chance have a kid that graduated this year, the senior class banners for 2023 are now down, and they are available for pickup in the village office uh, Thursdays 8 a.m. to noon, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday 8 a.m. to 4:30, and you can pick that up. And there's a great picture of Christian Aguirre. Um, anybody who knows Senorita Fryman. Uh, Or Senora Senora uh, Aguirre. Now, Um, her son. Many of us remember when he was when he was born. Yes, Robin, because your room wasn't too far. He graduated this year.
2: Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's a
0: great picture of him on here. So, um, well, Mike, are you ready?
2: Warning! 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. Warning.
0: Warning. All right, you go first, Mike. Oh, I get to go first? You do.
2: Wow.
1: I thought we would save the best for last. <laughs> okay, that wasn't a joke. That was, okay. <clears throat> you know the lightning sometimes shocks people because it just doesn't know how to conduct itself.
0: Hmm. Okay, Robin gave you a... Huh. Hmm. my wife told me to go and wash the car with my son I told her I thought a sponge would be better Okay, Uh, (laughs) you know that a
1: a prisoner's favorite punctuation mark is the period it marks the end of a sentence
0: did you hear about the horse that fell down a hill
1: no what about the horse that fell down the hill he couldn't giddy up sounds like a horse whinnying. <coughs> okay a rule of grammar double negatives are a no-no
0: you know mike i accidentally rubbed ketchup in my eyes and now i have heinz sight
1: Ooh.
2: so what did the grape say when it got crushed nothing it just let out a little wine
1: That was on my list.
2: Was it really? <laughs> yes, it was. Keep scrolling.
1: <laughs> you know, it's, it's raining cats and dogs. Well, as long as it doesn't rain deer.
2: Mm.
0: Wow. So I was at a restaurant the other day, and I had some food left on my plate, and the waiter comes up and says, you want a box for that? And I said, not really. It's not worth fighting over.
2: This one's for Jamie. I want to be cremated. It is my last hope for a smoking hot body.
1: Okay, back to condiments. (laughs) I relish the fact that you have mustered the strength to catch up to me.
2: To the guy who invented zero. Thanks for nothing.
0: True. My friend is a famous drummer. Do you know what he named his daughters? Anna one, and a two, and a three. Oh, my. <laughs> hey, if you don't pay your... Sorry, wrong button.
1: <laughs> not yet, not yet. Hold on. If you don't pay your exorcist, do you get repossessed?
2: I had a crazy dream last night. I was swimming in an ocean of orange soda. Turns out it was just a fantasy. Wow, oh.
0: Dad says I remove the wheels. Uh, all, I remove the wheels of your car, the son. Why, the dad? So you can drive tirelessly.
1: How how do you do that uh, cricket chirp thing?
0: <clears throat> there we go. A
1: hungry traveler stops at the monastery and it's and is taken to the kitchens. A brother is frying chips. Are you the fryer? He asked. No. I'm the chipmunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we're about done for the
2: evening. <laughs> that was a nice one. That
0: was a good one. I think I've got one to end on here. How many beers does it take to get a bird drunk? I don't know. How many beers does it take to get a bird drunk? Two cans. All right, folks. Well, I think that definitely is going to end it for now. Uh, until next time, be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. Thank you, Robin, for sharing stuff with Mark County Historical Society. That's another wrap on episode 106 of the Martology Podcast.